Welcome to the Think Beautifully series by Nobel Panacea, where we value beauty through smart voices, intellectual exchange, and empowering conversations. I'm your host, Céline Talabaza, CEO of Nobel Panacea, and I'm very happy to be sharing with you conversations with who we define as exceptional women. For our first episode, I'm very proud to be launching the Think Beautifully series for International Women's Day with our global ambassador and Emmy Award-winning actress. She's known for her versatile acting talent on set and for being her authentic self offset. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Judy Comer. Well, welcome, Judy. I'm very happy to have you here. We've been working together for two years now mm -hmm. with Nobel Panacea. Yes. And it has been a true pleasure. So today we're going to get a little bit more personal. Okay. Um, with time, I got to know that your family is very important for you. It has a big place in your life. Mm -hmm. And um, probably your mom also inspired you to get where you are today. Mm. So... Can you tell me a little bit like how, what piece of advice did she give you? Oh, one that I always remember so vividly that my mum gave me, and I, I feel like I've said this a million times, but it's very true. Um, she said to me, what's meant for you won't pass you by. And I think that came from many moments coming home, <laughs> not getting parts, being devastated. And, you know, her kind of just saying, look, if, it, it's, meant, if it's meant for you, it will happen. Mm. If it doesn't you know, that's okay. And I do think there is a truth to that in a sense of when things haven't necessarily gone my way in the moment, I can't see why or mm. see maybe the benefit or the the good in that. But then afterwards, I always think, oh, okay, you know, I didn't get that, but then, you know, something else happened and I met this person. And if I hadn't met that person, then, um, so that's definitely one of them. I yeah. think my mom as well is also, like really sensitive okay and I am as well and I think sensitivity and emotion sometimes can be seen as a negative you know if someone's too emotional or they're too sensitive mm -hmm. but I think I feel like that is a superpower in a way you know I feel like we shouldn't feel bad for feeling things yeah. intensely yeah um so I think that's something else that I've yeah definitely inherited from her <laughs> I mean moms in general are amazing it is like a true mission no when you have a kid and you want to drive this kid to the right path but you want mm. to give enough freedom so then they choose their own path where they will be actually um are doing great it's uh it's always a very interesting dynamic to see that yeah and I, I will say actually that's a good point because my mom and my dad you know when I was starting out I was having to make a lot of decisions And um, I was making them, you know, it wasn't yeah. like they were stepping in and going, you know, we advise you on this or we think you should do this. Like I'd kind of go to them. It's like, what can I do? Or I remember I left my first agency, which was a much smaller agency um, in Manchester. And I made the decision and I was moving to my London agent. And I was like, dad, I'm leaving. He's like, okay, well, you know where the phone is. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You're the parent. He's like, no, 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 you know, you're 16. This is your choice. You get on the phone and you do it. Yeah. And I think you're right. It, like, you feel so much more comfortable in in uh, your own choices yeah. by that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It, now, if you could go back in time and mm. you would see yourself as a 18 years old, yeah. um, what would you tell her? Well, I would tell her, speaking of parents... 
like as I'm getting older and I have more thoughts like of like, do I want children? Do I see children in my own life? I'm so aware of like when I was 18, I started going out with my friends late night, dancing, drinking. And, um, you know, your parents text you and like, just checking you're okay. You're not home yet. And like maybe not replying to a text mm. and the fear that they must feel yeah. when you bring up a child and yeah. they go out into this big, bad, crazy world mm -hmm. and they start finding their independence. Yes. <laughs> and they kind of go, bye. Um, I would tell my 18 year old self to, you know, let your parents know you're all right and you, yeah. <laughs> you're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I would say. And, you know, like spend some time with older folks. Like when you're 18, you, you really see the world where you are experiencing and, and with your peers with the same age. But spending time with a little bit older people mm. also on my end made me realize that you definitely need to find uh, work yeah. that you have a passion in. So that's this is the only way you're going to do great and that's going to glorify your strengths. Mm -hmm. Um So yeah, spend, spending some time with a little bit more uh, mature, older yeah. folks is well, like, I felt like when I was doing acting, when I was younger, I was often around much older people. It wasn't until I was 18 that I really did a job where I was with a lot of people my yeah. age. But I relate to that as well in regards to like grandparents. Like yes. I feel like your grandparents, like some of the coolest people you're ever, yeah. ever going to meet. Yeah. And actually that time is so sacred. It is. And you should absolutely make the most of that yeah, yeah yeah absolutely okay so you've been on a lot of different projects mm -hmm. uh the last duel killing eve obviously mm -hmm. free guy so it seems like you're not stopping is mm -hmm. there any tips that you have to keep kind of a nice balance between um onset and offset between everything you do mm. this is something i'm still working on I don't really have an answer for this um, because I do think it's really tricky. I think especially if you do a job, a vocation that you love, yeah. you always put your whole heart into it and it can overtake every aspect of your life or, you know, you might have a commitment personally and then a job opportunity yeah. comes up and you go, I can't say no to this, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's so easy to let family, friends down, you know, but yeah. to kind of focus on, on work. So... I'm still really trying to find that um, balance. Mm. How I try and do that is just like, when I am not working, the the first place I go is to my family and my friends, you yeah. know, and just make sure that I'm spending that quality time and that when I'm spending that time, I'm not focusing on anything else. Yeah, and that's you know? very important, not to be yeah. present uh, at yeah. the moment and really enjoy the person when they are there. Um, yeah, and not be on your phone. And I, but yeah. I feel like that's, you know, I mean, the pandemic has, you know, brought so many awful things. I think one thing that it forced us all to do is like take a breath. And actually we were forced to look at what was really important to us. And that was definitely something that I, yeah, I realized. But I think if you ask anyone that question, um, say who does something creatively, I feel like they always struggle with that balance. Yeah because it can take over. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And I mean, the pandemic has brought m many different um, setup now. Mm -hmm. Is there, when you think about the notion of success and the notion of being exposed to public um, 
the overcommitment, the performance, etc., that has changed the notion of success. Mm. Did it change for you? Like, is there any evolution pre and post COVID in that sense? Yeah, there is actually for me. I think for me now, success is such a personal thing. Yeah. Like, I've realized that what is successful to me is being at peace with my choices, being confident with my choices, yeah. coming home from a day's filming and feeling satisfied, working mm. with people who I admire. Yeah. And for feeling fulfilled in that way. Doesn't matter if someone is sat on their sofa seeing what I'm doing and going, oh, why is she doing that? She shouldn't be doing that. She should be doing this, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, I, I also feel as well, you know, I do projects because I love them and I feel passionate about them. And I feel like it's about integrity. And I feel like yeah. that's what this brand represents so well. Is like, if you go into something with integrity and know your reasons for doing it, If it comes out and the world think it's a fail, if the world thinks it's a failure or yeah. it didn't do as well as people hope, then you can deal with that because you know in yourself what you gained from it. Yeah. You know? So I think success is is much more um about how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I say this, but I still have moments where it, you know, it's it's you know, it's hard to think like that all the time. I'm talking in my best self here and yeah. you know, she isn't always um present, but I feel like that's definitely been a been a change for me. Yeah. The the notion of luxury as well has changed. I remember I was in Switzerland when uh the pandemic hit and the fact of being able to be in a country where there is so much nature and mm. so much square meters without infrastructure mm. and have the space just to breathe and not contaminate anyone that was pure luxury mm. and I don't think I have approached luxury in that sense before yeah um, but what about you because I mean I remember when I started working with you and the brand and that was like before the pandemic happened so you've been like at the forefront of yes you know creating this brand bringing it out in the public yeah. and then the whole world shut down yeah. so I I yeah. imagine that brought its its own a yeah, lot of challenges definitely um I mean we were lucky in a sense that we have built a team that is based around the world that is mostly working um remotely mm. and we sold the product online so people spending their time at home and really looking for like self-care and um, not necessarily wearing a lot of makeup, yeah. but taking care of their skin a lot, mm. um, I do think help us in a way. Um, mm. Now, we would never know like how we would have done yeah, what the other reality would have been. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. So you are our ambassador mm -hmm. um, and we chose you because of your talent, your versatility and how you inspire us. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me, hopefully, how does Noble Panacea in inspire you? Yes, definitely. I mean, I was so like overwhelmed when, you know, when the opportunity came through and I remember you guys sent me the products and I loved them. And I think first and foremost, what really struck me was like, And I hear people say this all the time. They're like, life is too short to work with with nasty people or people who aren't, you know, good natured. And um, what really struck me was the team behind all of it. Like you guys were so um, 
kind and passionate and welcoming um and the just the um the intelligence behind the brand the fact that it's led by science like I feel like there are so many um brands cosmetics um you know things that we are um told to buy that we must have that again don't really have any integrity um and I thought it was unique and I think we need a kind of shake-up in the way that we approach beauty yeah um also like as a consumer like the amount of stuff I've bought over the years that have just stayed in my um my cabinet in my mm-hmm. bathroom you know um and your focus on clean beauty on sustainability um was really inspiring to me well thank you that yeah. was uh beautiful so i'm very excited with your next project prima facey did yes. i say that correctly you did and also there's like i've also youtube that myself because there is like 20 pronunciations of that word <laughs> yeah. so that's how i say it so i'm okay. going to say yes so i'm very excited about that can you tell me a little bit more yes so it's a one woman play uh which will be on in london from april to june mm-hmm. um it's written by an incredible playwright called susie miller uh-huh. um and i play a criminal defense barrister it is definitely a play where i think the less you know the better okay um she's a wonderful character called tessa um and i've been doing a lot of research actually which is what's again so incredible what i feel very grateful for about what i do is that mm. sometimes you are allowed to kind of go behind the scenes in places that you would never usually be allowed to or you know I've been meeting with a lot of barristers and judges and oh, wow. going to the courts and seeing the courts and speaking to people mm-hmm. who actually you know this is their job this is their life and really trying to understand what it is that they do so that I can form this woman um so it's been incredible you know having those kind of tools and that accessibility to be able to go and ask them tons of questions so I've never I've done theater once before but I was really young and it was a long time ago. <laughs> so um I'm I'm scared, I'm excited, I'm thrilled um you know going to learn a lot of new things which I yeah. feel is what really drives me is if I've done something before I'm like right okay how can I challenge myself in a new way. Yeah. So this is definitely that. Yes, I can feel that. <laughs> it's a one woman show. Mm. Uh it, it's going to be so intense for you. Yeah. For me, it feels like the ultimate challenge that an actor can choose to to do. Mm. So, um I I'm, have to say as well, I'm like uh, surrounded by incredible people like just the Martin the director. They're just so wonderful. So it, although it'll be like it will feel like I'm alone on the stage you know there's like a you know there's a whole team of people there making that happen and i feel so supported yeah. by that so um yeah i'm really in awe and i can't wait to come see you and support you thank you <laughs> that's uh, it's going to be um here before we know it yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so um You remember last year we did that panel together mm. with Girl Up. Yes. Uh, Girl Up is an organization for the mm. UN Foundation and um you told me at the end of this experience that you actually learned a lot from these girls. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit why do you think it's important to give the young girls the chance to speak and uh also the access to to the education? 
gosh, I think it's important because I feel like, you know, I, I'm 28 now. I'm 28 now. I'm basically 29, but I'm 28. <laughs> and, um, you know, I feel like I'm at a stage now in my life where I'm only just becoming comfortable with myself and mm-hmm. certain things that I talk about and finding my confidence in situations and um, feeling comfortable enough to say no and, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. And I and I and now I look back at my childhood and I see where maybe I wasn't encouraged to do certain things or in school we, we didn't learn, yeah. um, you know, the topics that these these young girls know about now and they speak so openly and confidently about. Um, so I think it's integral because I think, you know, your younger years really set you up for the rest of your life. Um, so that's why I think it's important because I think it shapes you. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Yeah. Education is, um, I come from a family of teacher. So for me, education right. is very close to my heart. Mm. But if you think about it a little bit, um, further, the access to education is really like the f- foundation of society. Mm. And um, if you look and understand the past, you're probably going to be able to then approach the future in a in a much better way with much better decision. Mm. Um, so education is yeah, and it's the base for healthy relationships, yeah. not only between humans but between countries too. Mm-hmm. So then education really has a role to play almost with world peace. Yeah, um, well, and I also think like we, I think there's a tendency like when I think of me and my friends at school, like you don't value it. You, there's a there's a yes. danger of going, oh, school, you know, like now I'm like my my biggest regret, and I know I couldn't still do this now, but my biggest regret was like, I did Spanish and French in school. And we just thought it was the uncoolest thing ever. And now I'm like, we did though. And now I'm like, that's the most ridiculous yeah. thing. Like if there was anything I wish I could do now is speak another language, you know? And that's yeah. um, so why it's sometimes it's not until way afterwards that you look back and you go wow you don't you don't realize how fortunate you actually are to have that at your your fingertips yeah absolutely um so you know that at noble panacea we we glorify what we call authentic beauty Mm -hmm. why do you think authenticity is important oh gosh (laughs) i think authenticity is important because it makes you who you are you know, it sets you out from everybody else. Mm. Um, I love meeting people who are so comfortable in their own skin and celebratory of their, um, of who they are, um, flaws and all, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, they, they dress for themselves, you know, when you see someone who dresses for themselves and it's, um, I love that because I think there's a lot of pressure on us to to all look a certain way and um and that's a lot and you, you feel it at such a young young age you know I remember when we all felt like that in secondary school and mm-hmm. it's it's so dangerous how early you are exposed to that kind of stuff um but yeah I think it's because it it's you know it sets you apart um yeah. And we should be encouraged to celebrate it. Yeah. What about we you? Should. Um, I do think authenticity is is really being the best version of yourself, and that goes beyond um, like the superficial or the surface. Mm. Um, but I, I I do think 
somehow the human brains click on authenticity. So when you say that you love to meet people that are authentic, that are self-confident, that mm. have their own um, choice and they are expressing them freely, I do think as human, we click and, and we remember the people that are authentic and how they made you feel. And, uh, and I do think that's why authenticity to create a lasting impact is mm. very important. Yeah. Well, I think to me, like listening to what you've just been saying, authenticity to me actually means truth, yeah. you know, yeah. to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like when you are being true to yourself, you feel like you are honoring yourself and you're putting your, you know, your best foot forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you about Think Beautifully, mm -hmm. because Think Beautifully is the leitmotiv of Noble Panacea. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know what meanings it has for you. Well, Think Beautifully has always reminded me of that uh, Roald Dahl quote, which is, um, I hope I don't quote Roald Dahl wrong. Um, it's something like, if you think good, if you think good thoughts they will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely. Yeah. And I think there's, I've always loved that because I feel like beauty to me, when I think of people in my life who I feel are beautiful to me, it's because of how they make me feel. Yeah. It's because of how I feel when I'm in their company. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, beauty say my my own kind of approach to beauty and feeling towards beauty now are from starting from within you know maybe doing little rituals or self-care that make me feel good on the inside that make me feel positive that you know make me if I'm struggling on a decision taking time for myself to to honor what it is that I want to do um so I think think beautifully is is about starting from within, you know, mm -hmm. I think we've, we're programmed to cover up and add on and, and actually it's about, um, kind of being stripped bare and, um, always kind of navigating from here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be because, a, um, a thought is actually the very yeah. first state of what everything. could potentially be an idea yeah. or a word or an action. Mm. So if you think beautifully, ultimately you're going to create beauty. Mm. You're going to behave in a way that makes other people feel this way. That's, yeah, um, yeah so that, that's really well captured. And, mm -hmm. and that was the intent uh, behind having this leitmotiv for Nobel Panacea. Oh, good. So um, I was wondering, when did it come to you that you wanted to act? Like, how did it all start it? I think I was, I was like 11, 12 when I used to go to a local uh, drama school, which was like 10 minutes down my road. Mm -hmm. We used to do an hour of dance, singing and drama on a Saturday. I went because all my friends went and I wanted to hang out with them. And then I just got a real kind of bug for it. I, <laughs> I fell more in love with drama. One of those reasons was because I was used to be quite small and then, and then I had a growth spurt and I was quite like long and I like lost my, <laughs> lost my rhythm. I was like spaghetti. Um, so that was one reason. And I love drama. So it worked well for me. Um, but yeah, I, I went to this drama school and I just loved it. I just, I adored it. Um, and the drama teacher there in Liverpool, there was a thing called the Liverpool Drama Festival in the St. George's Hall. 
and you would, there'd be like a group of say 20 kids. There might be seven groups, 20 kids, all within the same age group. And each of them would perform a monologue. And um, I remember my dad took me um, and it was, he'd never seen me act before. He knew I'd been, you know, going to these classes, but was just like none the wiser. And I was last up in the group. Hmm. And I remember him, he like put his hand on me and on my leg and he was just like, just do your best, babe. All you can do is do your best. And I was like, okay. Um, because the kids were so incredible. Like there were so yeah. many amazing kids. And I got up and I performed my monologue and I remember seeing his face and he was kind of so stricken and proud. And um, it was quite an emotional piece. It was a piece about the Hillsborough disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very, um, like my emotions, even from that age were so at the surface. So I found it very emotional and hmm. and, that, and that came out. And I think my dad was just like, whoa, like wow. what, what, what is happening? And then, and I won the festival. So I was like, right, okay, this feels kind of nice. <laughs> I'd like to do this some more. Um, and then from then on, they just really encouraged me. They seen that I loved it. Um, you know, I got another audition through school for a radio play. Uh, a local playwright was looking for a local girl to be the lead in his radio drama. And I was 12 at the time. And that mm. was like my first professional job. Um, and my mom chaperoned me. And I was working with lots of actors off soaps in the UK, you know, so who were just like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd spend five days a week with these people and might watching them on my telly in my living room, you know, it was so huge and they were so lovely. And they were like, you know, if you enjoy this so much, you can, you can do this as a career. You can mm-hmm. get up every day and go to work and do this. And I was just like, wow, I'd never made that connection. And an actress kindly introduced me to an agent. Um, and a photographer to get my headshots done. And then that was, that's how it all kind of spiraled. But I think I've always had such an incredible support network, mm. you know, at, at home. I yeah. think it, I think that's, you know, it has really helped me because I've always felt like I've had people to, to go back to and they've never thought acting was a silly idea. You know, I think people can think drama is frivolous and doesn't really have an awful lot of meaning. Mm. And um, I was just like, Go for it, kid, and, and we'll and we'll be here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they it. must be very proud now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> hopefully, it, hopefully, I keep that up. But I, I sense that in myself. Like it's like I don't think that ever leaves you. This this want and this need to like make your parents proud. Yeah. Yes. I still have that. It's so intensely. Mm. Um, yeah. Super interesting. Mm. But like I've been speaking about family a lot and support is there anyone in your life who you feel has empowered you and supported you to you know be where you are today yeah um absolutely like a lot a lot of different people and a lot of different moments I think have uh, brought me here today Mm. so it I think it um comes with self-confidence and how do you build self-confidence in a kid Mm. So you can start, like, I think my grandmother, when I was five, every time I would hand a drawing to her, she would make me feel like I'm the best artist in the world. So <laughs> right, yeah. up to today, I still draw. Um, then, I love that. Yeah, like, some of my um, um, teacher in a dance class would, like, choose me to lead the other kids of my age for, like, a dance show. So you, were, you were the girl at the front. 
I was the girl in the girl. front, but when you're eight years old and you're being put in that position, yeah. then you have to lead the other kids of your age that just, you know, it, it it's starts huge. to build your self-confidence a little bit, slowly, mm. slowly. And then if you fast forward into a career, I've been, I think, empowered with, with different people um, to transfer from Europe to Asia and then to the US and then ultimately with Sir Fraser and uh, the organization to, to co-create the brand um, Nobel Panacea and to lead its organization. So I don't think it's only one person, but it's all these little moments and um, people believing in you mm. adds up to make you believe that you can actually do it. Yeah. Um, which, which is why all the small actions and how you make people uh, feel is, is very important. I think that's true. And I felt that with the play. I felt when I met Justin, I couldn't believe that they'd sent me it. And I was like, you know, and, and, and he was like, you got this. If you if you need any extra, you know, voice work, whatever it may be that you feel that you need, I've got you. And and then I and then I automatically yeah. surrendered to that and was like, so you're so right. It 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 makes such a difference. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Amazing. Well, thank you, Judy. That thank was you. um that was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was lovely. I hope this episode was insightful. See you soon on Think Beautifully series by Noble Panacea.